Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Reamer, joined as of now with uh, by Kyler Staley, Dominic Neely. Zach Tyler is on probably child assignment. <laughs> Let's see, probably <laughs> soccer or doing something, coming home from somewhere. We'll see if he gets a chance to join us. Kyler's got a hard 10 o'clock. We're, it's about 9, 10 on Monday. Kyler's got a hard 10 o'clock deadline, so <laughs> we'll see if we can get stuff in. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing well, trying to recover from all these fireworks, man. It was like a 4th of July week and a half, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. We're not fireworks every night. And I don't think they're ending anytime soon. I'm still here. Why don't yeah. you kind of live in the country, Dominique? Not really. Like, you're on the edge of Fort Wayne suburbia, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, we live in a, a subdivision. But, yeah, it's it's a little bit out from, you know, about 10 minutes north of Carroll High School. So you probably still have the part of the area that has – it feels like ordinances don't apply to them. <laughs> yeah, a little Which bit. But... I, I, could, I, I really don't care. I don't have kids or dogs. So I, if you got kids, then I can see it being an issue. Yeah. I, I, I'm only 26 years old, and I turn into a grumpy old man when I hear fireworks pass 10 p.m. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Uh, they're pretty lenient around here, but only by a day or two extra. So we're going to touch on the OTE. We're going to touch on the talk about the transfer portal. And we're going to talk about what else we're going to talk about. Um, What was the other subject? I want to talk about uh, we talk about the Kyle guy elite camp. Oh, that's right. The Kyle guy. Yeah. Elite yeah. 24. Which. I have nothing to do with who makes it. I want that to be clear. I have zero to do with, especially this year. I had definitely had nothing to do with it. No <laughs> input at all. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll elaborate more. But yeah, no, it's no, I no. Um, and that's fine. I haven't, I haven't pretended to. For those that don't know, I helped Kyle run his AAU program and. And, um, but I don't help him with this list. I don't know exactly who does or, or what his sources are. I, as everybody knows, our, their, even our website, you got to pay money to see lists. So <laughs> stay away from lists. It's, uh, I mean, if you subscribe to the website, you can see, you can see lists, um, College coaches certainly get a chance to see lists with their subscription, uh, which is, you know, they care more about levels than they do about actual who's number one versus number four, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, lists are, we, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more of that when we get through lists are uh, interesting and I've got a general theory on it. Let's get through this recruiting part real quick. We're going to just right now talk about what's happened last week. We probably will have a little addendum maybe even before this segment that um, 
get just caught up on last week since we didn't do a podcast. So I'll read them off since Zach's not here. Uh, KJ Wyndham has had a very good week since, or very good, yeah, last week, especially since uh, most of these offers actually are here in the last day or two. Uh, following what is the the first July evaluation period. He picked up an offer from Duquesne, the uh, senior guard from Ben Davis. He also picked up an offer from Rice. And then uh, he also picked up an offer from Appalachian State, which is not uh, in this list that I sent you guys. But he did that since uh, early this evening. And then he also picked up an offer from Northwestern. So that's his first high major offer. Uh, Eli Ellis, senior guard from Plainfield, picked up an offer from Culver Stockton, an NAI school. Uh, see, all these guys are going to be seniors until we get to the very end. Hunter Walston picked up an offer from Trine, the senior uh, forward from Noblesville. Jack Miller uh, picked up an offer from Hanover, where his father coaches. Um, and I tweeted a made a little tweet comment that he already had the in-home visit. But uh, his his father John is a longtime head coach there at Hanover. Keenan Garner picked up an offer from uh, the forward from Fishers. Picked up an offer from Southern Illinois Edwardsville, a Division One offer for him. Amari Moore, a senior guard or a senior from I don't know what position he is. Do we know what position he is? He's a forward. He's actually forward. the one that transferred to Hammond Knoll. Okay, so that's that's we 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 actually touched on that right. There were some yeah, kids. That's him. That we didn't hadn't confirmed yet. Uh, picked up an offer from Lincoln College, Division II school, I want to say, in Tennessee. And since we last recorded, Evan Hayward finally popped his Division I bubble, uh, picking up offers from Middle Tennessee State and Appalachian State. Did he also not pick up an offer from Ohio? I'm not sure on that. I believe he did. Yeah, I believe that was today. It's like since Because Zach's done a really good job of getting this stuff in here. He's just probably hasn't been around the last few hours. Um, Zach's last input was it was at two thirty this afternoon. So he was he's been on it. He's been busy. These boys have been keeping him busy. We got a slew of stuff from last week that I'll I'll go over. Like I said in an addendum part of the pod, and then incoming juniors uh, Jack Smiley picked up an offer from Ohio. That's the junior guard from Balpo and Jalen Henderson. Jalen Harrelson. Who the hell's Jalen Henderson? Jalen Harrelson. That one kid from Fishers. Picked up an offer from Cincinnati. Uh, did that actually last week. So I'll probably say that again when we do last week's stuff. Uh, anything you guys want to discuss on that list? To clarify with uh, Evan Haywood, it was an offer from Vermont, not Ohio. All right. I knew there was some green in it somewhere. The same colors. but <laughs> That's right. But who else? Ohio offered two people. Smiley, Smiley, and who else? Didn't they offer somebody else? And I that I was it KJ Wyndham, maybe. Yeah, that could be. Jeff Bowles had an eye, and I had a nice little exchange today on Twitter about the old recruiting calendar. He was a longtime assistant coach before he became the head coach at Stony Brook, and then moved over to Ohio. I'm going to botch where he was exactly how long he was at Ohio state, but it seems like he was there for a long time under a couple of different regimes and he's a good dude, but yeah, he was, he had made a comment about how the recruiting calendar was really different, especially in the nineties and in early two thousands. And we had a little fun back and forth and how it's changed. And so as he's, 
I don't know. That's just relevant because he offered some couple of Indiana kids today. But any of these guys you want to talk about? Good to good to see Hunter Walston start getting some offers in. Yeah, I think he's he's had some NAI offers, correct? Yeah, trying. I mean, I can, yeah, I can. I can be the you know since I have the database here, right? No, I guess that's it. Those trying and handover. Well, he's yeah. look. He needs. He needs NAI offers. He's six six. Yeah. He can handle the ball. He's he's probably not a primary ball handler at, at the college level, but he's definitely a secondary ball handler, and and a guy that. You know, based on whatever matchup you got, he could initiate the offense. Um, certainly handles it well in transition. He plays for our Kyle guy, seventeen-year-old team. I get on him every now and then for, or maybe um, over penetrating early in a possession. But that's it's really his only ball handling issue. He just he you know he, he gets downhill and he attacks, and when it's his anything after the first catch, he's usually in really good shape. And he's got really good vision, and he's got to he'll start getting more offers. I don't want to say, you know, he he. I think he can play in the crossroads. Let's just put it that way, because the only thing he's he's going to be able to shoot the ball well enough eventually. So, yeah, um, I liked him a lot at Charlie Hughes. Yeah, he shoots it well now. He's just got to got to get a quicker release, but I think that's things that he can work on. I've said for a while now he's well uh, for a while since there's since their season just ended you know the school season heading into next year he's probably their their best player I think he's their most versatile player for sure um Wyndham finally cracks the high major sphere I will say spoil alert well maybe people have already heard it because I'm going to put that at the beginning of the pod. Last week, he had offers from Bucknell, Florida Gulf Coast, and Illinois Chicago. Hell, Duquesne was a level up from that. So was Rice. And now even Northwestern's up a level from that. Any uh, thoughts on that? Um, I like it. I like Northwestern offer. Um, curious to see if any other high majors kind of start jumping in now that they see Northwestern involved. He uh, he had a really good week again at the Peach Jam last week for Mean Streets. I know they went five and zero in pool play, and he was one of their top scorers and made it to the I believe they made it to the lead eight. I think where they got beat, but he was he had a really good week. A couple, I think he I know he had a one one twenty point game, yeah. uh, if not more. So he I know he had another good week, but he's had a really good spring and summer. I think he made a second team All Peach Jam. He did, yeah. Oh, I saw. Yeah, he he is he is playing well. I I I still think high majors the 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 touch beyond his ceiling. I mean that still makes him really good. I mean I I look Rice and Duquesne are both in multi bid leagues. I think those are great spots for him. I think um, that would usually be the the ear you know usually earmark a kid like that for the Missouri Valley back when it was a, a multi bid league every year. Um, it, it hasn't been lately, but it's still one of the best mid-major leagues in the country. Um, I, I, I wonder about playmaking at that level. I know he shoots it. Obviously, he shoots it well. That's his definitely his his major asset. And I guess the, the issue for me is, is does he shoot it well enough at 6'2", 
6'3". Eh, Does he shoot it well enough to be a little undersized? Kyler, before we started recording, you, you compared him to who again? Boo Booey. I think Northwestern. I, I think that's the pitch. I, I I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen KJ as much as I've watched Boo Booey play, but I, I don't think there's too much of a difference in their game. I, I think that's probably what the pitches from Northwestern come here and be developed into a type of a boo booey type of player for them. Um, you know, get Isn't to a buoy their point guard though. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Um I mean, I I think KJ and you nailed it um, earlier when we were talking about it um, in our Slack channel. Um, Probably just got to make a little bit more plays on the ball, um, seeing if he can develop that. But, I mean, I don't mind it. I I think the Northwestern offer is pretty good. Um, That's kind of my ceiling for him, I think. And I think that, you know, eventually we've been doing these coaching pods and, and eventually we'll have Coach Carlisle on here. And it, it's one of those things where I think if we talked about it, he'd probably understandably go through the the notion of like, so Wyndham did not have as good of a junior year as he had as a sophomore year. I know there were, there were some injuries early in the season um, that hindered him playing in, in games early on. He was, he was inconsistent shooting the ball. Um, but also you had the, you know, certainly the full season, role that you know Mark Zachary had that last year he didn't he wasn't really a varsity player until the final six or seven games of the, of the school season a full season of Zachary who actually assumed the starting position the, the when Wyndham got hurt and I don't know that KJ missed a lot of games I know he missed time in one game and then I, I think he probably played injured for a little while um, but a lot of his product, production numbers went went way down. Now, again, Ben Davis was balanced. You got Zachary. You got, obviously, even Clay Butler saw an uptick in his production. You saw Sean Arnold, an uptick in his production. Uh, Sharp and and uh, Sheridan Sharp and, and Zane Dowdy both did what they kind of expected, you know, what they did the year before. Uh, so, you, you know, it's a, a balanced team. And, you know, they could – not all those guys were going to score every game. So there's, there's that element too. Um, but I guess it's just one of those things where I thought there's a couple games that I saw where he really struggled and it even impacted playing time. And so what I said earlier, I think when I said earlier, meaning like on our Slack channel talked about, I think this is the wind and we thought we were going to see during the year. I fully expected him to be their leading scorer this year. In fact, I would imagine that if we went back and listened to a podcast that we did, we did the four a preview. I'm pretty sure I said that, that he would be their leading scorer this year among all those seniors that they, that they could feature that he would be their guy. And, and it didn't play out that way. And I, and I don't think that's clouding my view. I mean, I definitely think, the Rice, the Duquesne, the, you know, those conferences, the Atlantic 10, the AAC, I think those conferences are great fits for him. And, and of course, you know, if he goes Northwestern and successful, that's would be great. I mean, I don't, that's just a nitpick. It's just how the argument changes. The higher up the ladder you move, you know, the, the more likely the argument changes, but. Um, he missed three, three games this year. Did he miss three? I looked at yep. his, 
at his game log and couldn't tell what games he missed. I guess I didn't really look at the team, the, the stats, like the, the team stats. I just looked at, I was looking at the game log. Yeah. He played 30 games out of their 33. Out of their 33. Mark uh, Zachary was their sixth leading score. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun stat. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I, I think you'll see Jalen or KJ will have a huge game or a huge season this year. You know, it's like the talent is there. I don't know. They're just for times. And some of the two Carmel, you know, you can attribute it to the defense. The other teams were playing it looked like in the Carmel game. He just looked uncomfortable. He looked unsure of himself. And, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Just, Look, it's it's nitpicky stuff. It is, you know, it's no different. We talk about if we were talking about Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino about being in the NBA, man, it would be a lot of focus on everything they needed to work on. But you talk about them playing in the Big Ten, and you're like, oh yeah, these guys are studs. <laughs> it's just a different context, and it, it definitely doesn't mean we don't think. Or we, I'm speaking for myself. You guys are more confident than I am. Um, it doesn't mean we don't I don't think he's any good. I think he's really good. It's just a it's just a different conversation. Um Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say he's like a he's a high major guy, but I would say if a high major offered him, I think Northwestern would be a one that would I would say, okay, you know, that, that kind of makes sense. I could see him playing at, you know at, at a Northwestern. Um but yeah, he's go ahead. Oh, I was just saying he'd be the kid too. That if I was coaching him, I would be like, "If you, hey, if you believe in it, man, the kid's great. He's going to put in the work. It's just different angles." I again, we I always go back to the Jordan. I go back often, go back to the Jordan guy story. Um, he even exceeded his father's expectations, and I don't know that he exceeded his own expectations, but but I remember when Missouri called coach Coach Martin Conzo. A uh, longtime assistant at Purdue, but I remember when Zoe called and said, you know, asked about him, and I go, ah, it's like, Coach, I, you know, I've I've known Zoe a long time. I didn't want to steer him wrong. You know, it's one of those things. You, I don't want to. I can be close. All you got to do is be close when you offer up evaluations to college coaches. If, if you're just completely off base, then they think you're crazy and they just never call you back. And I was like, um, I said, well, what do you need him? What do you need at that position, point guard? Because he was great for us. He goes, I need we need somebody who can guard multiple positions, who can handle the ball against you know, against high level pressure and is unselfish with 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 at least is a willing passer. And I was like, Well, that's your dude, man. And he ended up being a three year starter at Missouri. And then play and you know, even his dad was surprised by it. And you know, and and then he ended up playing what, five years overseas? And he's finally retired from basketball for playing basketball and is now looking to get into coaching. He's back here in central Indiana, uh, living in Fortville. So I'm hoping to get him hooked up somewhere this school season. But I mean, it's just it's kind of one of those things. If you get a school like, you know, in KJ's Wyndham's case, Northwestern, you know, believing in you, you know, he'll be a kid that'll at least put in the work. That that much we know. And then I'll be wrong, and that'll be fine because that means he's having success in the Big Ten. 
Haywood, finally time he's getting D1 offers, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's picked up four in the last two and a half weeks. We've already talked about his Southern Indiana and LeMoyne offers. LeMoyne, a new a new Division One school. Did he did he play with a different AAU team this week or no? I last week. I think he might have played with no. They would have no. He would have been. It was the week before he played with EG Ten, but that wasn't during the evaluation period. This past week they would have been in at what Cincinnati for the NY two LA stuff. Okay, that could be. I thought I don't know. I thought, for some reason I thought he played with a. Another AAU team. The week before he did, he played for okay. – I, I want to say he played with EG10 because they needed a guy It was local. That's as I understood it. But I, I don't fully know. I don't I don't necessarily know for sure. How about uh, Keenan Gardner? Gardner getting his first D1 offer. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a little surprised by that. I'm on that D1 train with Keenan Gardner. I've been on it for a little bit. <laughs> Have you? All right. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's a good starting point. Um, I, I think he's a low D1 guy. I think he can maybe crack up to a mid-major. I what mean, position he, is he? At the D1 level? I mean, we are, we've got him as a four. And as a small, small four. Smaller four. I mean, I do think he's a smaller four. I don't know. I, I think that's what he has to play in college for a four. I don't, I don't know his perimeter skills. I don't know at that level if he can play on the perimeter. He's got you. Got to believe in the shot. You, you got to believe that's that's consistent. It, it definitely needs more work, a lot more work. I feel like that's what he's missing, though. I think that's really the only thing, in my opinion. Did he play with his regular team last this past week, or did he play with? The... I, th- I think he was with it with uh, the top Indian Elite team. Yeah, top he played up with Florian them. Okay, I think he's an awesome role player, man. I told his dad that at the running slam. Uh, I thought he was awesome off the bench for them in the couple games I seen him at the running slam. Just knows exactly what he needs to do and and does it really well. Rebounded it really well. Scored in the paint, and just was awesome role player and some sometimes you see kids that can't do that like they want the ball all the time or they need to get their shots and he just seems like a kid who's definitely willing to uh rebound uh and just do whatever the team needs him to do so i like i like his that yeah i love that See, i think he's got to play like he's got to be jake davis if he's going to be that guy shooting like jake davis (laughs) well not many do i mean but that's the that's the, the 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 defensive IQ. I, I guess we'll see. I mean, we're, I'll get a bigger chance to see him play this year. Right. And again, a lot of that is look when Carmel played Fishers during the school year. You go back and watch the film. Not that not that you will, but if you if you want to, anybody wants to doubt me on this, you go back. Jared Bonds was the point guard that game for Carmel. And it was because Keenan Garner was guarding him. And Bonds went at him. Jared Bonds is not a point guard. He's not even a secondary ball handler. And even, even as someone that believed heavily that Bonds is, could, could have been more of a wing, 
you know, at a, at a, at a higher level or at a high, you know, at, a, at the college level, never would have thought, Hey, let's make Jared the primary ball handler of this game. And that's exactly how he was used. And he had, a, he had an outstanding game. Um, and I thought they kind of exploited that matchup. Now that's Keenan's what third or fourth game in America. Okay. So there's, there's maybe, maybe there's a learning curve again, the, coming from Germany. Um, now, Dominique, I agree with your assessment as far as his willingness to accept a role and be, you know, he does that for Fishers too. He doesn't need the ball. He finds ways to score. Um, he's definitely a good rebounder on the defensive end. I don't, I don't have a feel for what he does in the offensive end, but um, yeah, I was a little surprised by it. That's all. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know if I'm fully on the board of him being a Division One guy, but um, that's a good offer for him. They believe in him. Yeah, and I don't know that there's. Look, if if you know if Indianapolis called and said, "Hey, you, what do you think?" I'd say, "Yeah, I'll go get him." Again, it's just it's context. It's and is there that much difference between what is what's SIUE? Are they in the Ohio Valley? Is there? Yes. Is there a ton of difference between the Ohio Valley and and the the GLVC, the, the Division Two level? I mean, maybe the upper half of the Ohio Valley is is fifteen points better than the the GLVC, and maybe there's like a bottom rung of the Ohio Valley that would struggle to win against the top GLVC teams. Um, but you know, absolutely, if if Casaro called and said, "Hey, do you think we should offer Garner?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I do." And I would encourage a lot of D2s to go after it still. We just don't have a lot of D2 recruiting in this state just because there's only two. And Andy doesn't really recruit high school kids. So uh, who else? Zach, I wish Zach was here. We could talk about Smiley. Again, I, I just – I mean, I've seen Smiley a couple times this summer. Yeah, and uh, I don't know when I, when I've seen him play. Ohio, you know, getting an offer from Ohio doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't really uh, click in my mind. I don't. know. I haven't seen him play super well yet. I've seen him play and against again, a lot of elite. it's a lot of it's timing. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, what I is a lot of six two, six two, and. Again, was he a two? Off? Was he? Is he a one or two? I, yeah. I would say one right now, right? He didn't. Oh, I don't no. even know. I didn't, see I don't even, he didn't stand out against. Again, a lot of this stuff we've talked about three kids now at length that really struggled against Carmel, and maybe that's a testament to Carmel. I don't know, but Jack could didn't even didn't resonate. Didn't resonate on the in that game. Um, and in some games I've seen earlier, not sure what he's done now. A, a really good weekend cures a lot of that, you know. And I don't know what he did at Charlie Hughes. No clue what he did there. 
Were they there? <laughs> that, 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 I don't that, even I just, know. I didn't watch them. <laughs> I'm not sure they were there. And I, yeah, I, I wanted know. to clarify. I, I, I could I be why Jack, I didn't see him. Right. I wanted to clarify. I think, yeah, I like Jack is smooth, left-hander, can shoot. Um, I just haven't seen him enough to, to him for him to jump into that, you know, that mid-major level getting offered from Ohio. I guess that just kind of surprised me. I just maybe haven't seen him enough. Yeah. Um, but when I did see him, I mean, like I can tell he can he can shoot it and pretty smooth lefty. But like I said, I'm not sure if he's a one or a two. And I guess like I said, it just kind of surprised me on that I, offer from Ohio. I don't see, I don't see him as a one, not not at college, not not in college. I mean, I've seen that Indy Heat team play, and I mean, you've seen him too, mm-hmm. and, he, and he just hasn't stood out. Now he can definitely shoot when he's open. And if he had, you know, if he had some big shooting games and hit some contested shots and changed the opinion of some, you know, flipped the script a little bit on some of that stuff, then that absolutely, um, you know, that sometimes can be a game changer. So, again, and none of us watched him play this weekend, did we? No. On stream or anything? Nope. Okay. Anything else real quick before we move on to our actual topics? All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be, we'll come right back. All right, we're back. Uh, so Jahari Miller, who was an incoming freshman, uh, I think residentially lives on the west side of Indianapolis, was rumored to be going to Ben Davis, maybe Cathedral, maybe Attics, you know, the, the typical – stuff non-committal things uh jahari by the way his father and uncles all played at muncie central high school limited all of them but a lot of them and you know his i've lost track as to who was which one's his dad and which ones are his uncles but one of his uncles were on the, the state finalist teams uh in 2000 the state finalist team in 2005 super super athletic um, I th- I don't think that's his father. Yeah. What team was it for? Sorry, Muncie Central. Okay. Um. Anyway, he is going to OTE, the Overtime Elite League, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a four team, six, six teams. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's their schedule like? They play each other. Do they play like other preps? They play prep schools or? I feel like they're kind of like the NIBC in a way. I feel like they just play each other a lot, right? That's what I'm looking at the schedule here from their last season in November and December. And it looks like they play each other. Okay. They obviously have notably produced. Two very high draft picks this year in Amon and Asar Thompson. Neither of whom were drafted, I believe, because they went to OTE. They both were viewed as the top prospects in that class, period. Um, along with Scoot Henderson, who who went through the G League Ignite program. Um, and this guy, Victor Wimbenyana, Yama, Wim Ben Yama comes along. 
and uh, decides to be seven foot four and super skilled to to steal everybody's thunder. But uh, you know, Brandon Miller being the only guy in the top five to go to college, and we'll we'll, we'll see more of that, especially with the G League stuff. I'm I'm a little dubious on the o, OTE stuff. Everybody knows if if anybody listens to this pod for any length of time, they know that I'm not a big believer in or not a huge fan of of um, high school prep school type situations. These pop up schools, these schools that, um, especially kids from Indiana, I don't think they need to leave Indiana schools to go play. Like you're not going to get anything at a Lalu or or even a, a Bosco. It, at this level that you can't get at Ben Davis. Yeah. That you can't get at Attics. Or that you can't get at Cathedral. Um the only thing you gotta do there differently is attend class and on a daily basis and 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 you know not that a lot of people don't have more and more kids have non-traditional academic environments, but um, I don't know. Just, just uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess I'm not convinced too that he is. Oh my God, this guy is like the next guy. I think he's pretty physically mature for an eighth grader or for an incoming freshman. And I definitely view him as a Division One prospect, and he is part of the group of kids that what has maintained your eligibility for college. I believe are you, so. Are you I reading on paid. how that works? Some of them, some of them are getting paid. Some of them aren't. Yeah, I can look at that in a minute. I was looking at the players in the league, and it looks like there's a couple Indiana kids. Uh, well, from last year, I guess. Um, Draven Gibbs. And that was Indiana his third kicker. stop. That was his third stop of the year, yeah. or one of his three stops. And then it also says Kamari Jones as well. I'll see his pictures on here. Yeah, they probably didn't update that. I don't know. He played in some games here. It says stats. Yeah. You know, now he spent the whole summer playing seventeen and under AAU as a eighteen, nineteen year old. So, again, I'm not, you know, we're always going to hear stuff like this. We're going to, we're always going to hear about the guys who make it big because they're going to be the ones that make headlines. You're never going to hear about the guy that washes out or the guy who doesn't, you know, I don't really don't know what happened with Kamari's Western Carolina commitment. Um, but, you know, he spent the whole summer playing AAU. So doing the OTE stuff didn't didn't change his trajectory much from a basketball perspective. Do we even know what he's doing? I, I would have looked – huh? I haven't heard anything from him. I mean, I would have I would have maybe asked around if I'd have known he was did the OTE things. I didn't know he did the OTE stuff. Sorry, I was reading. Is that you're talking about no, Kamari? Right. Yeah, huh? You were talking about Kamari. You said he yes. wasn't sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's on there with 
some stats. So I think he played a little bit at least. I mean, obviously, Draven's going to Illinois, Gibbs, so he's still eligible. Now, I would assume this means they can get NIL money, or how, I wonder how that – we probably don't know how that works, do, do we? No, I'm trying to read about their academic stuff. But I haven't seen the NIL stuff or even even the write-up on, you know, how they – you can get paid or not get paid or whatever. I haven't seen that yet. The line between getting paid and getting NIL money has got to be pretty damn fine. Maybe it's the difference between signing with an agent and not signing with an agent. I don't know. Because the NCAA level, you can now consult with an agent. You just can't sign in the agreements. Unless I've missed my mark on that rule. But I guess I look at that situation and think, I just question the the thought process behind it. I mean, he's obviously it's a cool opportunity. You know, Miles Colvin had an opportunity to do that and turned it down. I know one of their guys was in town. <laughs> this story was told on the radio, by the way, and I know we've talked about it, but I'm going to revisit it. So there was a guy who was in town that was overheard. Um that was overheard discussing well i'll just it was in my he was in my vehicle talking about harrelson i do some uber driving especially during during december and january two months that i don't make a lot of money for the 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 two the two things that i do and so I do Uber and Lyft. Yeah, kind of definitely not full time, but definitely more than part time during those two months. And there was a guy in the back of my car talking about how they had offered a bunch of money to a family to go play in the OTE. And the comment was, I don't know what more we can do, but they don't they don't seem to be about that life. I don't know what about that life means, but, you know, at the same time, it was clear it was Harrelson. It had to have been Jalen Harrelson. So, which is why when everybody, anybody ever says he's leaving Fishers, I kind of chuckle at it because he's had some opportunities to leave and I don't think he's interested. And why, why would he? He's getting just as good as competition, I feel like. Well, yeah, same thing we talked about. Yeah, Fishers would be in that list, too. I mean, you know, I don't know. If you're a Jalen Harrelson, you end up at, you know, you wake up and every morning you live in Triton Central's district or Eminence's district or, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to pick on small schools, but, you know, you might do something to play better competition. But, even then, you you wouldn't have to go that far. You could just go play in the Mick, or you can go play, and you know you can go play Brownsburg, or you know, or hell, you know, Carmel, Center Grove, Cathedral, you know, listing non mixed schools. And I don't know what I think of Jahari Miller. Have either of you guys seen him? 
Um, yeah, I've seen them play at the running slam. And I compared um, him to AJ Dantzler. I'm not sure he shoots it like that. You, you think he shoots it as well as Dantzler? I guess I didn't see Dantzler at that age. Yeah, I mean AJ was AJ was definitely one of the better shooters as an eighth grader. Um, but he certainly got a lot better as he got older. Yeah, I didn't get a feel for Jahari being a, a nice, a, you know, knockdown shooter like that. I don't know. I thought, like you said, I think he is advanced for his age as far as phys, phys, you know, his physicality and right. and uh, which is why he could play up. Yeah, playing. He's playing on the. Uh, well, I guess the running slam. He's playing sixteen U. Sixteen U. They played that, but in these other. Well, I don't know about. I think they played NY two LA this. We. I don't know if they play seventeen U in that or not. I think they do. They did and in. I, and I think. May I think. Or, I think when you're. A point guard and you're physically mature for your grade. And look, I think he. I watch him play. Makes good decisions. He understands pace. I, but I I looked I look at him as a player who's pretty close to his ceiling. I guess that's the. So if he's a if he's AJ Dantzler, then he's definitely a Division One player. Yeah. So again, we're he, talking about degrees of, you know, we're talking about, you know, degrees of of. You know, lines of separation here, very fine lines of separation. I guess if I'm an OTE guy, I'm going there thinking I'm just going to be a pro. But that's not the way it's playing out. I don't know what the OTE is about now. Because they don't have – how many players on each team do we know? Six Steve. teams. Let's say there's ten kids. Let's say there's eight kids on a team. Um, they don't have 48 dudes there that are going to get drafted. They have – Four, seven. This team has seven. The number one team from last year. Yeah, I mean, it's like a it's like the fall league, man. Yeah. We gotta get oh, Dominic. Not... To, we gotta get Dominic to bring a, a Fort Wayne team down for the fall league. That's what we gotta do. <laughs> Put him against Kyler's team. Yeah, Cole Henry's. Um, all right, let's stick to the topic here. Um. Yeah, I don't know if that's updated because now the the YNG Dreamers has three players on their roster. Well, yeah, they probably have graduated people out. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was really dubious of the OTE league when it first started, and you know it's an option, and and I I think obviously the the Thompson twins have have made it a thing, but I don't know how they're what they're. Very few of these one and done dudes are one and done at the college level because of where they went. I will say Jalen Hood Shafino probably was one that did benefit, right? Because he wasn't a one and done guy coming in, Kyler. Well, he he also, you know, not I don't lucky's not the right word, but he had the opportunity to really showcase more when Xavier Johnson. It was lucky. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to say no, lucky. I get you, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so I mean that obviously helped him a lot. Yeah, he took advantage of the opportunity, and he has positional size, and I think that's. But a lot of what these one and gun guys, and that's the the battle you. You know these guys that 
will go to North Carolina or Duke or Kentucky. I mean, Zion Williamson was going to be one and done no matter what. John Morant, yeah, that, well, he was two and done, so that doesn't count. Um, or was he two and done? He was one. Yeah, he was. Right, two. Yeah. Um, some of these one and done guys were going to be one and done no matter what. Heck, Zion played against JV kids, it seemed like, in high school, looking at the highlights. Just small, little, rural South yeah. Carolina schools. I don't know how I feel about the – I don't know how I feel about the uh, the OTE. It's – shit, we got six minutes to go before Kyler's got to leave. We, <laughs> I can, I can say do? a little extra time. All right, well, what do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about the 20, Elite 24? Yeah, let's talk about that. And then we can talk about the transfer portal last, and you can just dip out whenever you want. Yeah. So the Elite 24 came out. Do we want to read this thing off? I need a list. Look at that. I got the list somewhere. Got Kyle's. I thought we put it in the Slack. I guess we didn't. No. Hold on. Why didn't he retweet the? <laughs> I've got the AAU account on my tweet deck, but I, he didn't retweet his own list. All right, so Flory Badunga, Jack Benner, Micah Davis, KJ Windham, Cannon Catchings, Tucker Tornada, Jalen Johnson from Portage, Jackson Pardon from Carroll, Ron Rutland from Attics, Kobe Bowles from Lawrence North, Wyatt Zellers from Scottsburg, Keenan Garner from Fishers, Braden Walters from now Terre Haute North, Josiah Dunham from Evansville Christian, Justin Sims from Chesterton, Evan Haywood from Burbuff, Terry Howe from Evansville Bossy. Cam Caskey for Pike, Josiah Gustin from Pendleton Heights, Hunter Walston from Noblesville, Tyler Parrish from Chesterton, Dylan Morans from Garen Catholic, Nick Book is the New Zealand kid that's now at Westfield, and Cannon Hauser for for um, Carroll. Alternate Carroll kids. Yeah, well, Sorry. that's all right. They won 12 games this year. Um, Damari Hood, <laughs> Eli Ellis, Javon Lewis, Cole Hayworth, Mason Harvey, Jackson Bell, Daniel Garza, Aaron Fine, those are the alternates. I got at least a dozen messages today from people asking me, dude, what the heck is going on? To my guy is better than blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have nothing to do with this list. I have very little, very, maybe not nothing, but very, very little. Here's my input. I said flat out. And I'll, I will say this. I now I know why I can't couldn't remember who the second name was. And it's funny because they are the twenty third and twenty fourth player on this list. I don't know if he did this all by all in order. He said he said it wasn't in order or whatever they said on their tweet. Well, I'll, okay, I'll just be flat out transparent with what I said. Javon Lewis over Cannon Hauser. Period. That's just what I said. I'm one of those guys. We talked about this with the All Star team and the Junior All Star team. You're going to say somebody should be on the list. You got to name who you're taking off. I said Javon Lewis over Cannon Hauser. And I said there was another list that didn't have Nick Book on it. And I said uh, Isaac Andrews over whoever that person was. And now Nick Book is 23rd. So, um, so I guess in theory, I would have said over Nick Book. I don't know. I, probably Nick Book belongs on there. I don't know, but Isaac Andrews definitely needs to be Big, an biggest snub. I'm going to say a biggest snub. <laughs> I mean, that was my input. I got. I saw the list. 
if I'm forced to go look back at the actual time, either Friday night or Saturday morning. And that was my input was Javon Lewis and Isaac Andrews. That was it. Um, I know there was a time where like maybe a month ago where I nef- definitely threw Terrell, Terrell Howe's name out there. And largely because um hadn't really seen them in the AAU circuit, AAU stuff yet. And at that point, Kyle's in Spain and I'm just throwing, throwing some names out there that are kind of under the radar, especially for Indianapolis area. That was it. That's my input. So for those who messaged me and texted me today and DM me, uh, that's it. And for those who didn't are listening now, still it. So and I did my part where I said I if I name a guy, you gotta take one off. So I would there you go. I don't know if Nick Book, you know, what his situation is. I know we liked him. Um He's good at Charlie Hughes, right? He was yeah, he was good. He I mean he yeah. He was good. Better than Isaac Andrews, though. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't I, know. I, I don't I know what Kyle's. Cool. I don't know what Kyle's. I know he wants to have a good camp, and for what it's worth, it's a great camp. He works them. He great puts them. He yeah. puts them through a lot of. It's a hard work. A couple of my guys were in it last year, and they were sucking wind. It's like you guys need to get your butt in shape. It was awesome. I love the drills there. Yeah, they do a good job, and they've got guys that train and and that you know that train for a living that do that, and you know it's a great environment. And those, I, I didn't talk to a kid who didn't love it. And Kyle invests of himself. He he is. It's it's not just his name. It's it's him. You know he he puts a lot of himself into all this stuff. The only difference this year, as in the past two years, uh, he was in Spain, you know, and, you know, he did that for financial reasons. You know, Spain's the second best league in the, in the, in the world, and he wanted to play as, in the highest level as possible. And he made – he was going to be able to make more money doing that as well. So I can't – a guy his age, I can't blame him for doing that. He's still just a kid to me but i also have a general theory of list that for every five players you name two more players deserve to be on there so if you've got 24 players that's effectively 25 players there's probably 10 more kids who justifiably could be part of this list you know and that's but there has to be a stoppage somewhere and that's where we are all the, are the are the alternates are they on deck if someone can't come and be there or are they are they there no i, I don't i don't remember um i know last year moles was was invited flat out gavin welch spencer white preston roberts were alternates gavin and preston both ended up going okay um but Preston was very last minute. 
and you know and and Spencer had an opportunity to go I think and as well but he was you know they had plan family plans to be out of town could he have changed them I don't know um and I don't know how any of these kids will feel I can tell you if, if Eli Ellis gets a chance to be in it he'll be there you know I would have I would imagine the same of the Hayworth kid the other kids I, I don't know Detweiler would probably tell Hood to go yeah, I got a couple messages from people that saw uh, got mentioned Tucker Tornado, uh, Kobe Bowles, and then Javon Lewis. As, well, Tucker's in it. Is he in it? Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't have the list in front of me. I just was looking at my oh. messages. Yeah, Flory, Jack, okay. Micah, KJ, Cannon, and Tucker. Okay. Is Bowles? Yeah. He's in it? Okay. So yeah, maybe both I've those missed... guys have been brilliant. I'll say maybe I miss uh maybe they were saying uh yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> They're saying they shouldn't but be in it. Maybe that was the case. Uh but I guess <laughs> well, the biggest push was Javon Lewis. Anybody look look, anybody that doesn't think Tornado should be in it, just they're fools. <laughs> let's just let's say that, period. They just haven't watched them. Yeah. You and you could look, there's times too when you watch Lawrence North and you think maybe Colby's their third best player. But he's probably never more than there's never worse than their second best player because he's the dude hitting Miles Baker for all those open threes. It's just how and that he's is. Got, and he has, he's had a great spring and summer. He has, yeah. And Miles Baker has has had a great spring and summer. Xavier Robinson is the real deal. And Brendan Miller, I think we all really like. And he'll have games no matter what. He'll, no matter what, you look up at Brennan Miller, almost every game will probably have eight rebounds for Lawrence North this year. There may be yep. games where he scores 16 or 18 points. There may be a game where he scores four points. But he'll be a good defender and he'll be a rebounder. Plays really hard, yeah. And with the – I'm sure this is a politically incorrect term these days, but with the midget patrol of guards they got running out there for Lawrence North these days, Brennan Miller is the muscle. And all their guards are tough, but Brennan Miller is the muscle of this. The six six sophomore is the muscle of a mixed school. So you know Lawrence North will will have some days where they'll be they'll be really really good. They'll have some days where they'll be they'll figure out how are we going to be big enough to play this team or that team, and what they're do there is they'll just try and speed everybody up and pressure the heck out of you. Um. Yeah, I don't – I wouldn't have bowls much lower on this list. De you know, he definitely – yeah, no, he deserves to be there. I don't – I would have thought um, – I would have thought Aaron Fine would have been on the list, not an alter alternate. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know he doesn't – at least I, I don't know the stat line. I don't think he puts up major numbers or anything, but um, I thought he would have been good enough to at least make the top 24 here. Yeah. I mean, he's – look, he's – he obviously has a knack for making big plays. Um, I think there's some times where he gets in the paint and just puts the ball up 
at the rim and kind of wants it to go in. Um, you know, he's a, defensively, he's a worker for sure. Um, and I think that he's, uh, I don't know, like we go back to where I kind of feel like Walston's their, their more versatile player. I don't know if that's a decision. I don't know if it's an either war situation. I, I will say in, in Hauser's defense, again, I don't know. There was no necessarily order of, I don't even know what order the list was in when I got it. I can tell you Pardon and Hauser were side by side. So if it was ranked or however that list was presented to me initially, um, I kind of did the Lewis for Hauser thing as sort of a Fort Wayne thing. And plus, I didn't really see anybody else who I would have who I would have necessarily taken off. Um, I can't remember who was in place of Nick Book that I had Andrews in there for. Um, I'd have to go back and look it up, and I don't know I, that would. Kyle and I text so much that that's pretty deep, <laughs> pretty deep back in the the timeline there. I'd have to go really fish that out. Isaac Andrews is a baseball guy, right, too? Is he? I, I feel like I've heard him. He plays baseball, so maybe that's a factor. I don't yeah, know. I don't think it's a factor. I don't know that Kyle would – I don't know anybody would know that. I I, I just – I'm going to – He doesn't miss a whole lot of AAU stuff for baseball. No. Uh, I, I just want to beg right now for an answer why Isaac Andrews <laughs> at least an alternate. I'm just going to put you, that up. You got Kyle's number? I might, I might text him. I'm definitely, I definitely want to text. You got his number. <laughs> I just got to get it straight from him. We can make it a ranking. Cannon catchings is fifth in the state. <laughs> <laughs> Controversy. Let's go. Controversy. I'm going to send this. I'm going to send a screenshot to Lynch. You think it's possible that uh, Jack Benner and Cannon Catchings don't go just because they're already committed to the school, or is that a non-factor? Oh, I, it was a non-factor last year. I'm trying to remember who who that was. I can see him not go because they're tired. <laughs> I can see that too. Lori, yeah. maybe drop out. He should yeah. be committed by then, maybe too. Yeah. Yeah, is that August 2nd date? Is that something that – Somebody reported that, and I don't know that it's and end of end of been, summer. It's well. been corroborated. I don't know that it's been corroborated, but is August second the official date for Kyle Guy Elite Camp? Oh, I don't know. No, August second is just when I saw a date attached oh. to Flory's commitment. Okay, but that's not by any been by a regular news source. I saw that and wondered where that person got it. I've just heard of end, end of summer. That's what yeah. I hear. Well, hell, end of summer, September 20th, 21st. A lot of people think end of summer is July. I get that. <laughs> I understand. For me, the end of summer is August 6th. <laughs> August 7th starts a new school year. Anybody else missing? Dominique, anybody? Who are you taking off the list, Kyler? You said Aaron Fine. Who are you taking off the list? Let's go. I I, I didn't say that he don't tiptoe. Don't tiptoe around. Yeah, I didn't say now. I, I didn't say that he should. I figured he would step up. But I will. I will take 
I'll just say I'll take Nick Book off and put Isaac I was Jackson. just glad Carroll didn't get 12 guys on here. So <laughs> one for each win. Yeah, I'm I'm on record. Well, I'm in I texted today that I thought Javon Lewis should be on over one of the Carroll kids. But yeah. I don't I think he I mean I think he'll play at the same level as both of them. I just think in college, I just think um I just think, you know, he's their he's Wayne's best player. We don't think Pardon's going to go to Bowling Green if he doesn't get a I mean, lot of D one offers. Yeah, did, did you, isn't that where his dad went? Yeah, that's where his dad went. I don't know. I, I think I was just. I guess I was more referring to Hauser. I think Hauser. Were I mean, we're, yeah, that. we're not we're not litigating that like necessarily on the yeah. spot, but I just thought that. I mean, they stepped up and offered him. That's where his yeah. dad went. Right. How. How good of a spring summer has Justin Sims had? Hit and miss. He's another name when I look at, I was like, I think I'd put him at an alternate. I can tell you that. And I'm not, let me be clear. I'm not. When Coach Urban and I talked about him as a freshman, we both saw him as a player that would eventually be really stretching his game out. And I would say from my perspective, I, I thought it would be more than what he's shown so far. But, you know, there's still a lot to like about him. I mean, there's a lot to like about him. It's just, but he's just, you know, undersized four at this point um, from a college perspective. So it's the question is, is does he, you know, what level is he really going to be a good for? And I think that's reflecting in some of the offers he's been getting. Motor, motor question. Yeah, you maybe you've seen him more than I have. I don't know. Just, just, I, I saw him quite a bit end of spring and I watched them in uh, Charlie Hughes. Yeah. I, I think motor's a big thing. With I did not watch, I did not watch him much in Charlie Hughes. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, he named a name. All right. So Dominique, you got, you wanted Lewis over one of the house, over one of the Carroll guys. Yeah, I think that's, I named a name. I'm there. Yeah. I would assume Javon Lewis is the first alternate. I would hope. I don't know. I don't know what that list means. I mean, if I were, if we were doing that list, yeah, he would be. If if it yeah. were me, alternates at least got have some kind of ranking. I can understand not being a, <laughs> like, like a gonna list. Yeah, they're just gonna put names in a hat and then pull it out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I got I got eleven or twelve texts or DMs, basically going, "What the hell?" I'm like, I had nothing to do with it. Or very, very little to do with it. Clearly, they didn't take my suggestions. And it's not just Kyle. I don't know who ultimately is helping him with the the final list. And that's fine. I don't work the camp. I don't. It's his baby. It is, from my perspective, it is separate from what we do in AAU. They get good, good swag, too. They got some really cool backpacks and 
yeah. last year. He he I'm telling you, he takes care of things. He does a good job. He does a good job. I'm expecting some nice nice program additions next year. So as far as uh opportunities. I like to get a good like to get a good shoe deal. Stay tuned. Anyway. All right. Well, that's the 24. Any other thoughts on that? You want to hang that's around and talk about the transfer free. portal, Kyler? You got to go. I'm just going to say free Isaac Andrews. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm going to hop off. I got some I got some work to do. All right, man. We're going to do that. Thanks for joining us, Kyler. Appreciate it. Yep. See you guys. We'll talk, we'll talk next week. All right. So I really didn't give you any time to prepare for this, Dominique, but a couple ten minutes. A couple just ten minutes, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I thought it was the NCAA and it wasn't that put this out. Maybe they did, but transfer portal for playing time, Twitter account, college basketball portal stats. This is boys men's basketball. As of today, all the athletes that have committed to a new program, one out of 11 players who transfer this year went up in the portal. The rest have either transferred laterally or down. If rosters were finalized today, 44% of players who entered the portal this year would not play NCAA basketball in the upcoming 23-24 season. Now, they don't distinguish between D1, D2, or D3. They don't distinguish if playing up means you go from D1 or D2 to D1, or I'm sorry, I, I'm assuming they mean up Up means at least D3 to D2 or D2 to D1. I don't know right. if they refer to um, up as low major to mid major, mid major to high major. I doubt they do that. I can get cloudy. But if they're trying to prove a point, I can see them doing that. But 44% of the players who enter the portal this year would not play NCAA basketball in the upcoming 23-24 season. So that means they either are not playing at all, they have transferred to a junior college, or they have transferred to an NAI school. Now, if it's D3 to NAIA, that's an upgrade at least athletically. But if it's but if it's D2 to NAIA or you know and, and maybe some of those trans maybe some of those kids transferred down to get a better opportunity, and that's fine as long as they were proactive with it. But I'm going to bet that a large numbers of those 44% were guys that were squeezed out. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we've seen we've seen kids from, you know, in, even Indiana go to um, Division One schools and then, you know, transfer back to the crossroads, Iwu or Bethel, True. things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree. Getting squeezed out, like you said, getting coaches getting in that portal and getting you know, uh, 
kids that have maybe proven themselves otherwise, otherwise or other other places and getting them on the roster and just not having enough room for guys. And and so my my comment, I, I quote tweeted this, which is what I want to talk about. So I said it from day one, the players will not really get much out of the transfer portal, not as a whole. And there will be many who get left without spots. And I, I've said that from the beginning. I think treating transfers like free agency compels the coaches to treat you like free agents. So, so basically people who want the transfer portal to be free, this free flow of player opportunity. And look, I understood it during COVID. I get it. Especially, especially even as we started to loosen up and get back to normal, there were still a lot of kids that committed to colleges during the COVID during the COVID summers and, and didn't get a whole lot of actual recruiting done. Like the class of 2022, just they, they got completely screwed. 2021, much of it was done. 2023, they got a late start. Most of those guys didn't get seen until July before their senior year. So they, or I'm sorry, June before their senior year. So they missed, you know, a pretty important April period, not to mention their entire junior season of high school basketball. 2022 class just completely screwed. Yeah. Their their sophomore year, I'm sorry, their junior season wiped out. I'm talking about wiped out from a NCAA, a college coaches being able to watch perspective. Their sophomore and junior seasons, I'm sorry, their junior and senior seasons completely wiped out. No college coaches at games. No NCAA coaches at games. I don't know what the NAI what the NAI did. That was when they were up here at like Sport One, right? Playing teams from like Grand Rapids Storm would come down, and like Indy Heat would have their little stuff going on. Well, that no coaches that, were there. That summer of twenty twenty one, we did things. We played, so teams came to Indiana. We did yeah. not travel in twenty twenty one, or I'm sorry, twenty twenty in twenty twenty. We did not travel at all. We practiced probably before we were supposed to from a state perspective, but we had a private gym and we had families that wanted to practice, kids that wanted to get in the gym. Um, you know, we had one kid that didn't and until it was ultimately determined to be, quote, legally safe. And I understood that. I didn't care. We had a timetable. Uh, when we were actually going to start, but we had guys that wanted to get in the gym and we had access to private to three private facilities. Um, and I don't know legally what, what the state could have done about that because they don't, two of them especially didn't necessarily didn't operate as businesses. So they weren't under any regulation whatsoever. Um, one of them charged rent so I guess in, in some respect they operated as a business, but I don't know how official they were. Um, they can go back and check the Venmo receipts if they want, I guess. But um, but we ended up playing in seven events, but we didn't start playing until July. 
but yeah, no college coaches. So yeah, they, absolutely. There were, we didn't even go to Fort Wayne. Were you with Kyle Guy then? No, no, it was grassroots. Okay. And I will say even some of the, like some of the parents who were adamant, we want to practice, we want to practice. They were still people like, we don't want to go to hotels. So we, we did have some lines drawn in different directions. We had half the team that didn't care about travel. The other half was like, no, we don't want to. I was like, that's fine. Right. My, you know, normally I'm like, our schedules are scheduled, but I didn't care. We, it was different. My views on COVID, you know, I, I mean, we don't, it's, it's in our past now. My, but my views on COVID were very much to each their own. And, and then the families that wanted to travel and then we didn't, they were cool. They were okay with it in the end. But, but so I, I get those families that didn't go through the, or the kids that didn't go through a normal recruiting process, committing the schools. And, you know, maybe they didn't get the exposure that needed to, for a college to determine if they were actually good enough, if they liked them, you know, they just, everything was on video and it's tough to recruit that way. Yep. But now that we're through COVID, I think they need to pull back on this transfer portal stuff. I think it needs to be two years after you're there, no first year transfers. And I think that transfer date needs to be a, a, a week after the end of the NCAA tournament, maybe two weeks. And not because I, Again, everybody thinks it's, well, it's not fair to the kid. You know, the kids are the ones getting squeezed. We read about all the ones. We read about the dudes going to Indiana. And we probably read about the ones that would go from an IU to a, I'm going to pick on Ball State because that's the direction, that's the opposite direction of what Sparks did. Peyton Sparks. Yeah. We you just know, don't, yeah. We just don't hear about the ones that don't, don't, but don't make it. You know, we hear about all the the big time transfers and things like that, but so many are not talked about that are falling through the cracks. So, absolutely, never hear about the kids that wash out. Now, maybe there's a maybe there's a level at that point where we don't see much of it because we don't follow their media. I couldn't tell you two people. I couldn't tell you anybody that that or that Fort Wayne got picked up. I, I couldn't tell you who. I'm not even sure I could tell you who Butler picked up. Wasn't anybody I knew. And I don't. I don't care. I mean, I'll still be at practices and still want them to win. But I'm just saying that, like, it, it didn't make that much news outside of the Butler blogosphere. Hey, wait now, Jalen Jackson to. PFW. That's right. He did. Yeah. I see. But would we know that if he wasn't a Fort Wayne kid? No, probably not. That is a good get for him. I've always liked him. But yeah. But that's a lateral move. 
in terms of level. Yeah. One out of 11 players who transferred this year went up in the portal. The rest were either lateral or transferred down. So they're counting, they're counting those kids who transferred down. So 89% of those either transferred laterally or down. I mean, well, yeah, St. St. Francis just got one from Incarnate Word. Charlie. Oh, Yoder. Yeah. And I think they got some others too. I just don't know. You know, and and in the past, schools like Iwu and Marion and St. Francis would get D1 guys that had exhausted, that had transferred twice. You know, that was their second transfer. So they were going to have to, you know, they couldn't do that again. Yeah. But I, I think the NCAA needs to pull back on these rules because I think ultimately the kids are actually getting hurt by it. And then I had finished the tweet out. Just wait what happens if there is ever a time when the athletes become, quote, employees. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. And three college coaches texted me right away. So one of them's like it would be a bloodbath. The, the athletes would never win in these situations because the, it's the people that control the money. And even, you know, even sometimes in collective bargaining situations at the professional level, at the end of the day, the owners, the players may get a lot, but the owners still win. The, yeah. new, in, the new NBA, CBA, we could go through that sometime. I, not that you analyze it nearly like I do or that anybody who listens to this would care, but I pour over that crap. I love it. It's like a it's like a hobby for me because I <laughs> super into. I don't talk about fantasy sports, but I've had a fantasy basketball league that we've that we've had since 1990, and it's a keeper league. So it's we basically you know, 75 percent of our roster carries over from year to year. We we geek out about it. We we're way too deep into it, and that's the extent of which I'm going to talk about it. But but as a result, I have completely nerded out on capology. And you're going to see the elimination of the middle class at the NBA level because of this new CBA they've got. And, and no one's going to feel sorry for them because they're still going to be making millions. Um, but that's just, that's the reality. You know, and then every now and then you'll get a guy like, you know, you'll get a guy like in this case, Chris Paul, who didn't get waived because his 30 million was more valuable as a trade asset. His $30 million contract was more valuable as a trade asset than Washington saving $15 million by releasing him. It's how messed up that kind of is. But nobody would have felt sorry for Chris Paul. He's still have been making 15 million. So at the end of the day, nobody will care. But these these players aren't making that kind of money. Even these NIL deals, what we think we think Trace Jackson maybe made eight hundred grand, maybe. They're talking like E is going to be in the nine hundred grand to a million range, maybe. 
<laughs> that goes back to Jalen Harrelson turning down the OTE money, thinking because he knows what's coming. Right. He's going to choose some college, and he's going to make probably five hundred. Wonder if that. Wonder if that changes if if there's no NIL stuff in college. Yeah, I would. I would imagine it. It changed. I like the NIL stuff. I don't like how some of it is brazenly used as bribes to go to a school. I like, yeah. The, I like that Purdue, even like Kentucky, even Kentucky, the knock on Kentucky is that they won't promise any player NIL money. All they will do is tell you this is what so and so is making, this is what this guy's making. And I think Indiana and Purdue are the exact same way. Hmm. I like that. I can handle that. I hate promises. I I despise promises when it comes to recruiting because if they're promising you this, they're going to promise somebody else something. Well, something com- completely the same. I heard Sir Steve Sarkeesian on the football side at Texas say that that's the last thing that he'll talk to a recruit about is NIL money. It's NIL money, yeah. They want them. They want the, a kid to come to their school based on they believe in him as a coach. They believe in their program. They want all those basic principles to be there, the foundation to be there. Uh, that's why you chose Texas, not because of some type of money that you can possibly get or whatever. So I thought that was right. neat to hear from him. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, it's still about the name on the front of the jersey. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Zach Eady ain't making a million dollars playing in the G League. And that's why he's going back to Purdue for one more year. Right. There is going to be a group of guys like that where they're going to stay all, you know, all four years or stay as long as they can to make Trace. some of that NAO money. Yeah. Trace. I think he's going to have a great NBA career. He might have made, I don't know what is, I know he got a guaranteed deal. I got to, I need to look up the terms of his contract, but there's guys at division two level that, or I'm sorry, there's guys that got drafted in the second round that might have made more money than the college this year than they're going to be on their first contract. But, yeah, I'd like to see him pull back on the transfer rules. I'd like to see a two-week window after this after the championship game, which, again, if you think about it, only that, that would give everybody else at least three, right, because all but four schools are done. All right. And then that would give all but 16 teams at least a month because only 16 teams go to the end of March. So it's not as crazy of a deadline as, as it seems because you're, you're still giving there's 300 and what 36 you're still giving 95%. Hold on. What's 16 16 divided by 336. Ah, shit. 16 divided by 336, not 36. 95% of the electorate would have a month to determine if they wanted to enter the transfer portal or not. 4.7% of the teams make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. So... Now, a quarter of the field makes it, but of, of the NCAA as a whole, Division One as a whole, only 4.7% of the teams make it that far. 
Right. So, ninety-five percent of the schools would would have a month to to determine what they want to do. So I'm all for that being way earlier than May first. You know, but anyway. Did um did you see anything this this last week at all? Did not. No. And you guys, when we talked about what we wanted to talk about today, you guys didn't seem like you watched a ton either. No, uh, a little just, bit, but it, not it's much. hard to watch the, the stream stuff. It's hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, especially from any evaluative person perspective, we've already seen most of these guys play. I'm more interested in, in summer league than I am. I'm a little disappointed. I didn't think about it soon enough to go out there because I always said once I quit coaching AAU, I'm going to go to summer league. This would have been oh, a yeah. summer. That would have been. Um, now I'm still busy with other things. I, I think I need to like add the caveat of when I get done renovating my place, I'm going to go out there because I'm still spending money hand over fist on stuff to do here. In spurts, not constantly, but how long has that been going on? A couple of years. Well, I yeah, no, 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 no. I oh. I started it. I started in in uh, late November last year doing it. Okay. And then I did it through the high school season. Then with the high school season, and then I quit doing stuff. But I mean, I do it around work and other things. So not like it's I was doing it eight hours a day. Probably doing it eight hours a week. Um, and a lot of it's because I'm doing the work myself. It's just, it's trying to figure out how I want to do things and not ever committing to something. Like my dining room has been a, looks like a mess for since February. <laughs> but I don't ever use it. No, I will once I get it done because I'm going to do it up kind of cool. I hope. Getting uh, some ideas from your TikToks or what? Yeah, I definitely have a lot of DIY stuff on my TikTok feed. My TikTok feed is all Jeez. is all uh, crazy neighbors, uh, <laughs> cats. Uh, crazy, crazy neighbors, cats or pets in general, and DIY and and cooking on the blackstone. That's it. <laughs> Man, you didn't blow your place up yet, did you, with that Blackstone? No, I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. I, rec I highly recommend a, a griddle for a cooking surface. And uh still haven't done breakfast yet on it, but we'll see. All right, well, we're talking about weird things, but not about basketball. We should probably should cut this out. Um, unless you got anything else I think that's it alright cool alright Dominic appreciate it we'll talk later and uh, are you going to be watching games this week we're going to um, I don't believe so I don't I know what's Prep going Hoops on is going to be here I think I'll probably just go over there oh, because there'll be a lot Fishers, of kids yeah the grit there'll, stuff yeah there'll be a lot of kids haven't seen a lot of yet I mean we've seen the top players in this in each of these classes, especially the sophomore and junior class. There might be something actually here in Fort Wayne this weekend. No, actually, sure. I think it's in Michigan. Okay. Oh, the, yeah. Grand Rolf or whatever, but 
I think the Nationals is at the end of the month, but actually I'm going to be in Florida, so I'm missing oh, that. You won't be able to? Oh, uh-uh, no. Right, well, I can watch some replays on Baller TV, but that's about it. I'm going to have to go up there then. We'll see. All right, bud. We'll talk later. Thanks. All right.